You're listening to For Eternity and Until, where together we uncover how to bring heaven to earth in our everyday choices and live the life we were created for. I'm your host, Tori May Hine, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this party started. Okay, where are we? Number five, recognize and encourage each other's strengths. Yes, like you have so many things that I do not have. Likewise. Um, And you have to be able to see that in each other and value it. Yeah. And really value it in a way that you allow space for that and the other person, allow them to lead in those areas. Um, You know, I want you to to come out and lead in conversations and in making people feel (laughs) like instant friends and um, in taking, you know, authoritative like direction in, uh, you know, creating plans for teams and like bringing people together. Like you have all of these kind of things that you're really great at. Yeah. Um, that you can just come out and clearly communicate to people like boom. Um, and And I love seeing you do that. Like that's who God made you to be. And I'm like, go get it, babe. Like that's awesome. And likewise though, there's a, a grounding presence in our home when Matt's there that the main thing is always kept as the main thing. I can typically fall into patterns of striving and Matt is always an anchor for what matters the most. Really loyal and very empathetic and caring. We still keep a team mindset. Yeah, there's still, yeah, there is a difference between isolating each other in what their roles are. Yeah. As opposed to still keeping a mindset of unity and saying, hey, you have a natural gift in this area or you're more organized in this way. Can you just take care of that? And it's still team mindset, but delegating jobs in the house based on your strengths. Mm -hmm. And in recognizing and encouraging each other's strengths, talking about each other in a life-giving and encouraging way when they're nearby or when they're far away. Yeah, speak well about each other. Yeah, I'm always bragging about you. And to your kids Yeah. also. like Super important. I always say, mom is such a babe. And Makai's like, yeah, she is. Number one, be patient with God and each other. Two, be clear and kind. Three, have a same team mindset. Number four, just relax. Just relax. Number five, recognize and encourage each other's strengths. And number six is prioritize each other's needs. I'm the boundary queen Mm. (laughs) around schedule, around relationships. And if you want a very healthy marriage, learn how to be very good at getting needy. And what I mean by that, because we have a culture, especially women, majority of you guys are listening, you're all women. Um, We have this cultural, we've absorbed a cultural standard that says women should not have needs. Those needs should be left on the altar for your children, for for your husband, for your work, and you should just truck along. And the more needy you are, you know, none of us wanted to be the needy girlfriend or the needy wife. But when you ask for what you need and allow your spouse to help prioritize and meet those needs, that will establish health in your relationship because you won't feel like you're getting run over. Mm. 
Um, also, say yes to the things that matter the most. Say your absolute best yes. And that may require saying no to some things that you really, really want to do and that are really you're really passionate about or important to you for a better yes for each season. Mm-hmm. When I consider that first couple of years when we got married, I, that was the only way I could have learned how to really walk that out was through trial and error and lots of failure. But I felt like I couldn't say yes to any of the things that I really desired to do because I had to say yes Hmm. in supporting Matt in what God was calling him to do. And in each season though, we've seen those things that we've been able to say yes and no to shift and change with the priority of each season. If your aim is to outserve the other person, then you won't have to be backed into a corner to say, hey, my needs aren't being met because you're just listening to biblical wisdom of considering one another better than yourself. It's not that I'm like, Matt is better than me, so I can just lay on the altar and sacrifice everything that I need. But when I'm considering him, he's considering me, and we're unified in that regard, it's just, it creates peace. Mm. That's a good segue to, to number seven, make decisions together. Mm-hmm. Um, We've had to make some pretty tough decisions. Matt left his stable job with the state to, to prioritize a career in music. And we moved across the country yeah. and bought multiple homes and done all of these adult things. High five. Um, and with each of those decisions, there came a process of decision-making that we really had to make sure we were unified. Yeah. Before somebody could have a thought or like a, an idea or a, a spark that they want to act on or move on, or you want to do, or I want to do. But I think we aren't into the idea of, I'm just going to let him do whatever he you know, feels here and I'm just going to follow him there. Or I'm just going to let Tori like, she's, do her thing. I'm not interested. It's his thing. It's her thing. I'll just follow wherever you like. I think that we just want to, we want to lay it all out on the table together, know the ins and outs of the things and make a decision together and feel like we're in full support of each other. And sometimes that yes is easier than other times. When I think about, when we were planning on moving to Nashville, there were so many factors in regards to that. How are we going to make money? How are we going to make ends meet, move across the country away from our family? We have a young child. And I had honestly a lot of turmoil about it. And I know that you were going back and forth about whether or not it was the right decision as well. And you told me, I don't want to talk at all about it for the next 30 days. Let's just pray and let's fast. And when I get back from this next trip, let's sit down and have lunch and tell each other what God said. Yeah. We sat down and I was like, God told me to move to Nashville. You're like, me too. Okay, cool. You know? Yeah. So it came with a different process each time, but we mm-hmm. have never walked forward in anything unless both of us were all in for it. Yeah. And you give it time. Yeah. Every time I've wanted to quit something, your advice to me has always been, Give it three months. <laughs> yeah, every time. 
He's like, why don't we, why don't we give it another three months? It's so annoying the first time that you say it. And then inevitably three months later, something has shifted in my business or in our personal life or whatever. Or if three months later, I'm like, I'm still really feeling this way. And I think this needs to change. Then we act on it, you know, but three months is a really good buffer to ensure that the things you're planning to do, you still want to do. And even acting on it at that point is usually like, all right, great. Let's start making steps to the next thing. Yeah. Not just like, Oh, I'm going to cut that out of my life. I'm just going to like quit this job or I'm going to do this thing. Absolutely. You start making wise moves in another direction. Okay. Number eight is stay vulnerable. Yes. Be dweebs together. Let your freak flag fly. (laughs) I didn't know what you were going to say or where you were going. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I I just don't like, I've seen different couples like almost shame each other, you know, because you're like, uh, kind of being a little embarrassing right now or like, like, no, don't do that out in public. I just feel like, (laughs) um, you should be able to be yourself in Anywhere, all the time, all the yeah. time, anywhere you go yeah. with whoever you are, no shoes, with. no shirt, no service. Like, I don't believe in that <laughs> <laughs> clearly. Cause I'm not wearing a shirt right yeah, now. Like, he recording is recording this podcast. this podcast without a shirt. Um, um say, gotta, I love you. That's a vulnerable thing. Yeah. Especially even when you're, if you're in an argument with each other, you're not seeing eye to eye to still end every single day saying, I love you. Same team mindset, show affection. And we've noticed every time we show affection and love, you know, I might hug you in the kitchen or give you a kiss or something. Look each other in the eyes and just like say something lovey. Yeah. The kids love that. Yeah. I know eventually they will probably be (laughs) and not do it, but hug and kiss and stuff. Love Love each each other. other well in front of your kids and let them see how much you love each other. And Amara and Micaiah, our kids always end up coming in for a family group hug every time that we're <laughs> hugging and kissing each other. They're the like, oh, we and want to hug comes. Yeah, it's a family and then affair. We're all group hugging in the kitchen. My advice is admit when you're wrong faster than you did the last time. The idea of repentance is changing your mind and turning in the opposite direction. When and if you do something wrong in your relationship that you need to take ownership and responsibility for, ask for an apology and repent and turn away from that behavior faster than you did the last time you had to apologize. That's so good. Yeah. All right. We have two more. Number nine is intimacy with God and each other. Yeah. So let's talk about sex. And intimacy, because <laughs> especially from coming from two people who we were both virgins when we got married, super virgin, super virgin, <laughs> didn't virgin lips, <laughs> virgin bodies, and the inevitable question is always like, wasn't it so awkward? Yeah, wasn't it like the worst? Gotta kick the tires. Uh. I gotta kick the tire, kick the tires before <laughs> you buy the car, bro. <laughs> and nope. the answer is no, it was not. Why? First off, it's not rocket science. It blows my mind that there are young 14, 15 year old kids giving their virginity away in circumstances where they are not loved, they are not honored, they 
it's it's not within the confines of any sense of long-term commitment to each other and when i when you consider even the process with your body and you know all the ins and outs of sex at first is sometimes kind of hard and difficult and you got to get to know each other and you know but it was also it was also still at the same moment effortless and overflowed out of a place of yeah it was intimacy with each other that was already established in every other area friendship communication loyalty commitment we were in covenant. We were committed lifelong to each other before engaging in sex, which meant that sex was just an outflow from all the other things of that, that were intimacy already. that already was happening in all the other yeah. areas. Which doesn't mean that if you're walking into marriage or even a dating relationship, having already had sex or you're not a virgin can god even use me can i even have a healthy marriage yes like god is a redeeming god Mm -hmm. but when you are moving forward in a dating or engaged relationship and you're moving toward marriage do all you can to commit every aspect of your life your body your mind your heart and your soul to the lord so that he can really establish you to build off of that strong foundation in him in every aspect of your intimacy with God and each other. When you're considering marriage, that there are two individual people coming before an altar and they call it an altar for a reason. It's where you die. It's a process of sacrifice, even covenant when you're thinking the covenant of marriage and biblically looking at the imagery of the Bible that every covenant came with a shedding of blood. And I mean, sex now we're using tampons and stuff or whatever, but back in the day, wow, <laughs> there would be a shedding of blood with the in- entering and sealment of a covenant relationship mm-hmm. between a man and a woman. And, um, when you're seeing it, when you're seeing your sex life and your your life of intimacy in the perspective of for eternity and until, mm. then you're recognizing that every single aspect of your relationship with each other matters to God. And it holds an eternal weight because your life here on earth is reflecting a greater eternal reality. Mm. And so if you're struggling in intimacy with your spouse right now, physically, emotionally, otherwise, There is typically a spiritual root and a healing and attending that needs to happen so that you can have life and you can have full, vulnerable intimacy with God and with your spouse and with yourself even as well, because all of those things matter. If you are not whole to two people being made whole before God and each other, before laying down their life on that altar and then walking away as a brand new life being unified together, then even after marriage has already happened, that process can still unfold. Hmm. Yeah. So good. (laughs) Well said. (laughs) Last one. Number 10. We probably should have flipped these, but uh, we have intentionality and wisdom in finances. Mm-hmm. Thinking long-term. Thinking long-term. And the majority of marriages, this is the number one source of dissension and division is the money topic. Yeah. Number one, man, if you're single right now, like 
don't go get a bunch of debt for your future spouse to have to handle your 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 future marriage um yes that's so true both of us we we walked into marriage being debt free we worked our way through college we bought our cars we we were homeowners when we started marriage so we were already like matt really set us up for success i'll just be in i'm just being real God blessed us. There was wisdom but, and there was intentionality from the beginning. Didn't, yeah, I am. Some people have called me pretty cheap, so um, <laughs> I don't like to buy things new. I'd like to go out and save money, and I like to get deals on tons of things. His except... favorite pastime and hobby is Craigslist. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I was telling my mom, I'm like, I've already Thrift read over 20, 20 books this year. And she's like, does Matt read? And I'm like, oh no, I've never seen him read a book in the last 10 years we've been married. But his pastime, when I'm reading, he's on Craigslist and that works out for the best of us. (laughs) Again, um, encourage each other's strengths. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, I want to, I want to just save money and then use money. And I like nice things too, but you can get those when you're saving money instead of just going out and blowing your money. So I think, yeah, yeah saving knowing, money and then learning the knowing best Knowing that to this is going to be the main source of potential contention in your relationship with either your future spouse or your spouse now, prioritize intentionality and wisdom in this area of your life. Don't shove it to the side. Don't avoid it. Practice clear and kind communication. Make long-term intentional plans. And first and foremost, give. Tithing is a really essential step of obedience in your finances as a married couple. And not just a step, but like step numero uno. Which was not one that we honestly did very well for the first four to five years of our relationship. First four years of our relationship. When we moved to Nashville. It's more random. It was random. Yeah, before moving to Nashville, it was random. We served in the church. We gave sometimes, but it wasn't a consistent habit. Yeah. Um, And when we moved to Nashville, we recognized our dependency before God in our finances. And we were in (laughs) deep need when first moving to Nashville. And we're like, if we're going to set a foundation, we want to commit ourselves fully to honoring God as our provider. And we have seen miracle after miracle after miracle in our finances. But when you start with tithing, it means that the 90% that you're keeping for yourself, you need to intentionally make decisions together with wisdom and self-control and contentment, putting God mm-hmm. first and um, keeping the main thing the main thing. Teach your kids responsibility. That too. I think a lot of these things come down to being okay with like not being okay with being yourself like that again like here i sit shirtless in this chair once again like (laughs) you really i I think that that's such a cultural problem and issue that we have is just people needing to look a certain way needing to sound a certain way needing to communicate a certain way or like worried about how they sound or they look or they feel with somebody else in the room and it's like when you can just not worry about that anymore. Don't get married to anyone that you can't 100% be yourself with. Yeah. And I feel like that moves past your your spouse too because yeah. I just I maybe I'm at a stage in my life or something, but I I feel like I'm more just this person where I'm like, "Hey, if we're not if you don't want to be my friend, like 
long-term that's that's fine but like i'm still gonna be who Who i feel who i am like who god has made me to be and i'm gonna talk that way and dress that way and look that way and if you have a problem with my house because like my back porch isn't like this baller back porch and like my tile is messed up in the back like not that our tiles messed up in the back of our house (laughs) or anything but like (laughs) it's more important to me that i save my money in this time or i wait until i have that money to go and do that or when that when i reach that part of the priorities on on my list as a person um then i'll get there but like i have other things that i want to do right now that mean more um there is nothing to prove and when in your finances it's either you are extremely disengaged and apathetic or you're trying too hard to prove yourself and you're making bad decisions out of a need to be seen or approved of in a certain light and neither of those motivations are good or or dare i say it as another example but maybe your kids wear secondhand clothes instead of brand new like fly clothes let's go from wherever you know like maybe you're loaded like that that's awesome and that is cool for you but for us it's definitely been like they only fit cool. them we for like a, a couple of months of clothes so from I'm our not, friends I'm and buying some extra yeah clothes for it's you. like and i feel like that's great for our kids too because they're fine just in their regular skin and they can go out and look a certain way and not worry about yeah their appearance so much a healthy marriage will be built on core values that you both share and honoring those values. And so what we see other married couples value, it may very well work for them. That's, that's totally fine. But for you and for me, we were deeply unified on what the core foundation of our life and our relationship and our family would be built on. And when God says, don't be unequally yoked, he's not just talking about don't get married to somebody else who doesn't believe the same things about God than you. But equally yoked is all the things we're talking about today, you know, of being in alignment and being unified, the same team. Yes, moving forward with the same set of values with the same love for one another that sources itself in God and is sustained by God and then is refined by God and it's lived out with each other as a representation of who God is to us Mm -hmm. as the church. So, all right, this is a long one. (laughs) Maybe we're going to have to edit this podcast down because we're we're um we're, we're out blabbing. of time. We're not even in the bath. We're out of time. We're not even in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babe. I love you. And it's been an babe. amazing ten years of marriage. And here's to as many more decades of our life that we could pack in. Hmm. Let's go make out. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for listening. If you have a second, leave a review or post a comment here on the podcast page. It helps this podcast to be seen by other people so we can spread this message far and wide. I cannot wait until next week and I'll talk to you soon.